Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. What's going on, everybody? Nathan King here from the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Wanted to just remind everybody about one of our great sponsors here on the 24-7 Sports Network, and that is Homefield Apparel. What is Homefield Apparel? You guys, the premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that produces incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs like Auburn and all of their great logos and designs um, that they've had throughout their history. Homefield digs through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Obviously, one of their most popular collections is the Auburn collection now. Now over 20 pieces in total on their site, homefieldapparel.com. If you guys were anywhere on social media, you you were part of the Peacock movement. Um, if you're an Auburn fan of the Auburn basketball season, they've got a great Peacock shirt and Peacock hoodie that says Auburn Hoops. Easily my favorite design of theirs. Um, it's a great, great piece of, uh, piece of work for an Auburn fan to pick up to commemorate this basketball season. You guys can still get 15% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com with the code AUBURNUNDERCOVER. That's all caps, all one word. Auburn Undercover. Please go check it out. You guys love their product, have loved it for a really long time. If you guys have been anywhere in the world of college athletics in the past couple of years in terms of social media, like I talked about, they have been phenomenal. They've done a really good job of branding themselves and they back it up with a great product. And Auburn is one of their biggest sellers, like that new Peacock uh, jacket I was just telling you guys about. So be sure to go pick that up. Get 15% off your first purchase. Again, promo code, all caps, Auburn Undercover at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Here on the Auburn Undercover Podcast, we are proud to be partnered with Prime Shrimp, a New Orleans-based shrimp company, to offer our listeners some delicious, easy-to-cook shrimp in just minutes. These guys have been peeling shrimp since the 40s, and they are excited to offer you guys restaurant-quality shrimp straight to your door in under 10 minutes without the usual mess and fuss. Take the frozen pouch out of your freezer, drop in a pot of boiling water, and again, it's ready to serve however you want it in 10 minutes. You guys can head over to primeshrimp.com. And with promo code Auburn247, all caps, all one word, you can get $20 off your first order. Again, that's code Auburn247, all caps, all one word for $20 off your first order. If you don't love it, get your money back. Their flavors include Signature Season, French Quarter Alfredo, Garlic Herb Butter, and the Louisiana Shrimp Boil, which is personally my favorite. I'll tell you guys what I've done three or four times. Grab a loaf of French bread, bake it until it's crispy, get some lettuce, whatever other toppings you want, stuff some Louisiana Shrimp Boil in there and get yourself a po' boy. It is absurdly good. Get you some frozen French fries, pop them in the oven while you're making it. And it's super easy, super tasty seafood meal in like 20 minutes by the time you're done with everything. Remember guys, use code Auburn 24 seven, all one word, all caps, $20 off your first purchase at primeshrimp.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King, joined here by our illustrious, incomparable recruiting reporter, Mr. Christian Clemente, who is about to be put to work this weekend, or should I say this weekday. Um, I've seen more recruits on Twitter calling it Big Cat Day. I guess that makes more sense. Big Cat Weekend is a lot catchier. 
but it really is just yeah um, saturday calling it big cat weekend is a lot catchier i feel like you could just call it big cat and that's fine i mean that's what i do most of the time anyway but i mean it is just a day it's just saturday but you've already seen and we'll talk about it here in a little bit you've already seen some of that momentum from the event getting ready for the event kind of start to pop up over the past couple of days yeah they got an early uh an early commitment a few days before big cat as we will refer to it i guess from here on out um in case anybody doesn't know that's that's auburn's big Recruiting thing they do every year. Um, it spans coaching staffs. I'm not sure exactly when it started because um, we haven't been here that long. If Jason was here, he would be able to tell us exactly when it started. But um, uh, it started under Chizik in like oh, 2009, I believe. Look at him. I I didn't mean to to <laughs> doubt your your recruiting intelligence, but um, yeah. So they got uh, they got a commitment this week. Commitment number five in the 2023 class. Yet another blue chip guy um, and a guy that I think both of us think. Pretty highly of Wilkie Denod is a four-star uh, edge rusher from the state of Florida. Um, he committed on Wednesday afternoon, and uh, Christian. Not only you know he, he seems like he's a guy who we were just talking today. It seems like he might project more as a interior guy. He's got a nice build for a guy that maybe could bounce inside. But as we saw with a guy like Colby Wooden in high school, when you've got those roots as a pass rusher. It's pretty nice if you can get yourself to be big and strong on the college level to still have that experience as a as a quarterback getter. Um, but overall, just like you mentioned, some nice momentum for them heading into Big Cat um, to be able to grab a guy of his of his caliber, a pretty a pretty good recruit um, to be able to add to this class as they like we've been talking about just need to get those numbers up. And they uh, got commitment number five this week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Wilkie Denot is a guy who you know you beat out some other pretty decent schools in Florida state and Tennessee to get him. Um, and he is kind of a versatile piece. He can play inside a little bit, play edge. That's kind of what they're bringing him in as, as is an edge. Um, but I don't know if that's what will end up sticking at Auburn, but you know, you kind of just need bodies in the edge room with everyone projected to leave. So that's where you'll at least see him start. Um, but, but it was a nice pickup and it was kind of unexpected until really only a couple days, maybe a week before it actually happened because you know, he had visited in June. He said, I'm, I'm not going to commit until the season. He had scheduled his official visits um, to his four finalists in Auburn, Tennessee, Florida State, and Indiana. Um, and then all of a sudden, things kind of moved up. And, you know, I got to talk with Wilkie a little bit before his commitment, talk things over. And he, he was pretty frank about it. He said, quite honestly, that there was some pressure there in terms of transfer portal and spots are filling up fast right now. And he wasn't sure how the portal would work out kind of in the fall. And closer to signing day there in December. And he said, Hey, I want to pick a school that I really like and where I want to be able to play. And I want to make sure I have a spot there. And he does at Auburn. Um, and so it's a nice win for rock bell and Tony, who honestly, I think is a pretty underrated part of this staff in terms of his recruiting prowess in the state of Florida. He has a lot of experience there. Um, Wilkie Denod's head coach, John Carroll, um, just barely missed rock when he worked at Florida Atlantic. Um, missed him by like a year, but they have a really strong relationship. And so that was kind of a part of, you know, Wilkie being able to connect with rock pretty well. And, you know, you talk with all these kids and they all speak very highly of rock and he might even get another win this weekend um, in terms of his area. It's not a guy he's directly recruiting position wise, but another area guy, I think rock could get this weekend. So, you know, you get Wilkie on Wednesday um, and go into Saturday feeling again, you feel good about the guys that you have. You have five guys. It's only five, but they're all really talented four-star guys. So you feel pretty good about that. Yeah, and all all five of them you could see as big positions of need moving forward. It's not 
I mean, you get to the stockpiling portion at, at some point in the class. That's how recruiting classes work. But I guess because it's only a few guys, at least to me, it looks like every single one of these guys will be necessary um, once they step foot on campus. Talking about Rock there, um, Bellantoni, obviously he he was an analyst last season, got promoted to take over Burt Watts' job as the outside linebackers. Of course, that's the, that's the edge pass rusher position. Seems to me like he's done a nice job of resetting the board when it comes to that edge rusher spot, because Keldrick Falk, obviously the, the top 100 player um, out of Highland home, he commits to Florida state and obviously Auburn, you know, maybe not out of that entirely. It goes back to the thing we've talked about on the show a million times, got to win games. Maybe you can get some of these guys to flip. Um, but you know, like you just mentioned, and I guess we'll go into the, who that next guy could be. seems like he's kind of said, okay, we don't have him right now let's reset things and it seems like they could they could get two or three other guys who are pretty talented at that position even if they don't get a guy like a Keldrick Falk and you know maybe one or two of them develops to a point where he he ends up being a, a talented player um like Falk but it seems like that like you said that edge rusher position is is so important for them moving forward it seems like they're doing a good job right now of uh, of kind of setting up their board and, and might have some success coming pretty soon yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the edge is a spot where we're expecting Auburn to take like four to five guys at that spot. Um, and honestly, four of them could be high school kids. So um, you've seen guys like Falk go off the board, but Auburn continues to recruit him as well. Um, in terms of other guys that be, could be coming up soon is a guy like Ashley Williams, who will be at Big Cat Weekend. Um, and he's a Nebraska commit out of Louisiana. This is a kid who's really risen up the rankings. Um, in the spring, I don't even know if he had any stars. And now he's a pretty high four-star. I believe he's ranked just a little bit higher than Wilkie Denod, or maybe I'm flipping, uh, mixing that up a little bit. But either way, they're very close. Um, and Ashley Williams is a very talented player. So he's a guy that you've probably got on flip watch for this weekend. And, you know, they're doing a good job of recruiting that room with a guy like Wilkie Denod, a guy like Ashley Williams, even a guy who came on an unofficial visit this week, um, Joseph Mapoyi out of uh, D.C., you know, you're seeing those guys that they're looking at. You know, if they're bringing in four to five guys, they're still saving room at the top. They're saving room for that Quay Rusa, that Ruben Bain, that Keldrick Falk. They still have room there for those guys once they try to make their decisions later on down the line. But you're filling out the room with pretty solid, I mean, Wilkie Denod and Ashley Williams, if those are your top two guys, you still feel pretty good about the guys you're bringing in, but you also still have room at the top as well. So Ashley Williams is a guy who we're monitoring is probably the main 2023 um, recruit that'll be at big cat in terms of a potential commitment. And that would be a flip, but um, I mean, the edge room just in general, that's a board that's kind of shifted around quite a bit. And now you're really starting to laser back in on a couple different names and focus on them a lot. We'll start with 23 then as we, as we get into previewing the weekend or the day on Saturday, um, as best we understand it, recruits will get there. Um, it's like 11, right? 1130, 1130, yeah. um, obviously like every big cat, bunch of fun stuff planned over the course of the day. Um, and they'll leave around, you know, middle or early evening, uh, late afternoon talking about those 23 guys, um, as, as best or as much as you would like to expound upon it, because obviously you've got some VIP stuff coming and you've had it all week. So, uh, disclose whatever you would like to, in terms of the podcast listenership, but, um, who are you going to be watching for? You already said Ashley Williams is, is kind of maybe the number one guy on flip watch. Who are the other big visitors they've got this weekend? What 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 are the wins for them? Who are the guys that they're really happy um, are going to be on campus? And who are some of the guys that you're that you're interested in, in seeing and talking to on Saturday? Yeah, so I mean, honestly, with 
pretty much all of the 2023s for the most part. They're kids that I'm tracking for different reasons or whatnot. Um, I think the two name, the, the guys that really attract a lot of attention are going to be Bo Healy, the four-star offensive tackle who's committed to Georgia, and Jelani Thurman, the four-star tight end who's committed to Ohio State. Those guys are obviously teammates at Langston Hughes, teammates with Terrence Love, teammates with Air Noland. All four of those guys will be um, on campus on Saturday. So those are the guys that will really catch your attention. I don't think Auburn is going to flip either of those guys this weekend. So in terms of you know what we're really focused on, on bringing you guys big storylines in terms of a recruit making a surprise commitment or Auburn taking the lead in their recruitment, Bo and Jelani are not guys that are necessarily going to do that, but they're obviously going to catch your attention just because of who they are and you know kind of where Auburn stands. Then some other guys that I'd really look out for as well are kind of the, the offensive linemen that they're bringing in. Um, they've got Janoris Wilson, Jatavius Shivers, uh, Tyler Johnson, and Vison Lane. Um, four three-star guys that Auburn has kind of – they've been in with Vice and Lane for a while now, and they've been in with some of these other guys for a while now as well. But I, I would say Janoris and Jatavius and Tyler Johnson are all relatively newer names on the board. So it, it'll be interesting to see where Auburn sits with them. Um, you know, I was working on a Big Cat preview um, story, which will be up Friday afternoon, Friday evening, kind of around there. And I think Janoris Wilson is one of the names that I did put as a potential – he could – surprise people this weekend he could make a commitment you know when kids are when kids grab the mic and you know they make a commitment and all the fun and all the excitement is happening there maybe someone else wants to hop on board as well um you know you always uh, you can never count that out at big cat and so janoris is kind of a name that i'm tracking there as well then i'll touch on one more again real quick too um, and that would be marcellius pulliam a linebacker um kind of a name that Auburn has been involved with for quite some time. You've seen some other names come off the board, um, and now Auburn has really circled back and gone in pretty hard in his recruitment. He's an unranked guy, but Auburn thinks really highly of him. Um, Source described him as just an absolute baller, um, and they think really highly of him as a Mike linebacker. So he does already have an offer. That's maybe another surprise guy that could pop on Saturday. I'm personally not expecting it, but I also wouldn't be surprised by it either. I, it's not a spoiler alert. It's not really the secret, but if you go look at Brock Glenn, who's a big Auburn quarterback target for a long time, um, everyone has flipped their Florida state projections to the Ohio state projections. Um, by the way, I've decided right now I'm cutting that joke out. So no one will, that will never see the light of day. Um, but Christian, tell me a little bit about, because you've had some interesting crystal balls come in over the past couple of days. Um, one of which is for a pretty interesting quarterback prospect. Tell me about their plans for quarterback right now how it relates to Big Cat Weekend, whether anybody from Auburn Auburn fans should really be paying much of attention to Brock Glenn's announcement on Saturday and just kind of kind of what's going on right now with the with the quarterback board for them, not only in 2023, but it seems like maybe more of a focus for 24. Yeah, I think you're seeing more of a focus for 24. Um, I, I think a 23 quarterback is still possible, but I wouldn't really count on it necessarily. And in terms of Brock Glenn... Um, I mean, I said it on the board earlier today on Thursday. I said, I, hey, I checked out of this recruitment a couple weeks ago. You know, Auburn Auburn didn't check out. Auburn had still been talking to him. But I kind of saw the writing on the wall there in terms of it seems like Florida State or Ohio State or maybe even LSU jumping in late. Uh, and so I've been kind of checked out. I saw today, you know, commitment date set, talked with some people, still don't feel like it's Auburn there. So wouldn't expect any news from Brock, from Brock Glenn on Saturday that would be positive for Auburn fans. 
but what should be positive for Auburn fans is a potential 24 QB commitment. And I'm looking at Adrian Posse, and that relates us back to Rock Bell and Tony because Rock is his area recruiter because he's out of Miami. Um, and so this is a kid. He came in in June. He camped for an elite camp, won an MVP, um, went on a visit afterwards and got an Auburn offer. He has a lot of offers already. He's got Miami. He's got Georgia. He's got Florida. So he has a pretty impressive list um, of offers already. And he, he's a big quarterback. He's got huge hands. He's 6'4", going into his junior season. So he's And he's more of a pocket passer. So he fits kind of this uh, prototype that they're looking for at quarterback. Um, and it, it seems to me like a commitment could be coming sooner than later. And I'm expecting to see him make some sort of news on Saturday. So that could be kind of your 24 quarterback. And then obviously Aaron Noland will be in as well. And I know there was a lot of, uh, even from us um, at Auburn Undercover, there was a lot of buzz that a potential Big Cat weekend commitment could be coming for Aaron Noland. As of right now, I'm not expecting him to make any any sort of commitment or any sort of decision on Saturday. Again, with a Big Cat, you can never count anything out. But I'm not really expecting to see anything out of Aaron Noland. But I am expecting to see something out of Adrian Posse. What do you think of Posse's game overall, and and why are they sort of zeroed in on him right now? Yeah, you know, like you said, it, it could they could go without a QB in twenty three from the high school ranks, of course, the portal. That'll be you know a year from now where they'll be looking for guys from the portal. But what it is about him in twenty four where they're saying you could be the quarterback of this class? Yeah, so he really fits kind of what they're looking for in terms of his size, what he does in the pocket, and kind of who he is. He's a guy who. I think he'll need a little bit more development. He gets a little frantic sometimes. Um, and after a mistake, it certainly kind of ramps up a little bit. But he's going into his junior season. He has plenty of time to still fix that. Um, and this is a kid who actually, despite growing up in Miami, he grew up an Auburn fan. Um, and, you know, after camp, I talked with him. And he said, you know, I loved Auburn growing up. I loved watching them beat up on Alabama. That's his quote. So he's a kid who's definitely really liked Auburn. Um, and kind of the opportunity worked out well where, it seems to be trending that he can make his commitment early, focus on improving his game while being committed to Auburn for the next couple of years in high school. Um, and he, he seems to be a guy that Auburn really likes. You know, I think Auburn also really liked Aaron Nolan, and I think he'll still continue to see that as well. But Adrian Posse seems to be the guy as of right now to watch for 2024 quarterbacks. You and Jason talked a lot, at least in the early stages of, of Big Cat getting ready and getting scheduled and guys setting up visits about maybe feeling like this was more about 24s than it was about 23s. Who are the 24 visitors besides that quarterback position that that you're going to be paying attention to? Because obviously, while they're not going to make as big of an impact as quick, you know, as quickly, it might not even commit you know, as quickly as, as this immediate class right now in 23. It's almost just as important for Auburn to have a good recruiting class next year in terms of changing the momentum of the of the program and making sure you're building things back up in the right way on the on the recruiting trail. Do you still feel like this is going to be a strong weekend for them in 24 class in terms of guys they've got on campus? And, and who else are you going to be looking out for besides that quarterback spot? Yeah, absolutely. In terms of kids on campus, they've got a huge group of 24s on campus. I mean, I think that's really big. I can't honestly tell you. I, it's It's honestly before my time covering Auburn in terms of when I can think Auburn had a head start on the next recruiting class and, you know, already had commits well before the first kind of early signing period, maybe you can jump in and tell me somebody, I mean, there's been like one or two guys, but it seems like Auburn is really in a position to add 
a couple this weekend and you know they'll probably get a couple more in the next couple of months as well so you'll be in a really good spot there um, in terms of this weekend the main kind of name along with posse that i'm watching would be amon lane um, the cornerback out of moody previously over at thompson um, i don't think it's any secret that he seems to be trending towards making his commitment here pretty soon and auburn seems to be kind of the favorite there so that could be a guy that starts off the class really well he's a four star i believe he's top 200 so that's a nice little pickup um, and then another name to watch as well would be Sterling Dixon, a four-star edge out of the Mobile area. Um, originally, it really looked like he would be committing this weekend. Auburn's kind of the place he wants to be and looked like that was kind of going to be the case on Saturday. However, Alabama got wind of that. He camped there on Monday. Um, and it, it wasn't a surprise to Auburn and it wasn't a surprise to Sterling, but he got offered by Alabama on Monday. So I think that's going to slow things down a little bit. He gets a Texas A&M offer today on Thursday as well. So I think that slows things down a little bit in his recruitment. I don't think it damages Auburn's chances. Um, and he still could pop on Saturday. Like I've said multiple times, you just never know. Um, maybe he wants to just get it out of the way. But I think it slows things down, but you still favor Auburn there. Um, and then the other guys that are going to be on campus, it's just a ton of talented in-state 2024 guys. Kavion Henderson, Jeremiah Beeman, Jamarian Burnett. Uh, the list goes on. There's a lot of 2024 guys that are four stars, three stars, and even some unranked guys that I think they'll get ranked eventually. Um, so Auburn will have a big crop of those guys in, and it'll be a good opportunity there to kind of keep laying the groundwork with them. What kind of sense do you get on this class? I know this is projecting way forward in 23, but in terms of maybe the ratio between high school guys, transfer guys, and and just sort of you you've you've been doing some good research and, and chatting with some folks about we haven't talked on this show about the uh, sort of NFL scout pipeline that they're creating. Um, right now we talked, we talked about uh, Drew Fabianich, but, but the couple other guys who are, who are coming on the staff after one year in the NFL respectively um, for both of them as, as scouting assistants, seems like their roles are, are, are going to be pretty important in terms of both both the high school level and the and the college level going to the pros, but also the trans. I mean, you got to make sure you hit on transfers. And in Auburn's case, it seems like this class right now, if they don't, you know, only got five guys right now. If they don't add a ton of players, might need to lean on the transfer portal once again. Just what kind of sense do you get for how many in the end when we're looking at this twenty three class? How many high school guys they might want to take, and then what are these guys who are on the staff now under you know general manager Drew Drew Fabianich? Um, you know what what their roles might be in terms of helping these guys out. Yeah, so originally um, the number that we've kind of heard and that's kind of stuck is that they want to bring in probably around 30 or so um, new players um, with guys leaving for the draft, roster attrition, stuff like that. Originally the ratio I kind of heard was around 20 high schoolers, 10 transfers. Now that seems to be evening out a little bit more as things kind of move on and it might be closer to 50-50 um, and bring in 15 transfers, 15 high schoolers. Now, it's important to keep in mind this is something that's extremely fluid. You know, if a bunch of high schoolers decide that they want to hop on board and they're guys that you have highly on your board, you're not going to say, uh, we're, we're going to hold off. You know, we're going to bring in a transfer um, for the most part. So right now it's about 50-50, but you'll continue to see that kind of shift around and change a little bit as things go on. And, you know, as names pop up in the portal too, you'll see names pop up during the season. I mean, Coy Moore was the guy who entered the portal last season in the middle of the season. So, um, and then kind of moving on with Drew Fabianach and some of those guys as well. Um, 
you know, there's a bunch of different roles that they can do with Fabianach and uh, Cole Brown and uh, Beckenstein, who they're also kind of in the process of hiring. Um, you, you know, they're going to focus on the high school kids. They're going to focus on the transfer portal, but they're also going to really work with these kids in terms of being able to work as kind of NFL liaisons in a sense and identifying their value saying, Hey, here's where we think you can go um, in the draft. Here's where we think you'd probably be valued, whatnot. And I mean, they have a ton of connections in the NFL as well, so they can kind of help assist these guys work to the next level. And then it's also kind of an interesting uh, scenario as well that I've started to hear that they might be involved in the NIL scene a little bit, working with the NIL guys saying, hey, you know, we really value, you know, this kid only came in as a three-star. We think he's really good. He should probably get a decent NIL deal um, because this is what we value him on at on our roster. So we'll see kind of how Auburn adapts this. Um, I think Auburn has, you know, you've seen more general managers and NFL type off the field coaching staffs come together. That's been more popular. And I think Auburn has done a really good job, not only bringing in Fabianach, but bringing in more guys as well, really trying to focus on that, really trying to be, you know, we're not only are we going to develop you, we're going to help you get to the league. And we've got guys that have been in the league for a long time that can help you do that. So I think Auburn has done a good job um, kind of focusing on that and bolstering the off the field staff. Yeah. The response from, NFL personnel on Twitter, whether that be, I mean, I, I think I saw like a guy like an Adam Schefter, but also, you know, people who had been around these guys when they were in the league and, and kind of knew what they did in terms of their scouting ability. A lot of the response was like, you're going to see this more often. Obviously they were praising Auburn saying, yeah, of course you would hire, but they were like, this is, you're, you're kind of getting in on the ground floor here because like you said, the future of NIL, making sure a guy knows what he's worth. Um, you know the value of having a player on your roster and knowing exactly where he stands, exactly how many years he's got. You know of, of contributing a certain way. That's really important because the transfer portal they can be gone like that. And so you want to make sure you're, you know, make, maximizing the production on the roster. So yeah, I'm interested to see you know what more we learn over the course of the next few months and over the course of the season um, about these guys. And so um, that's it for me. I think you know running down what we've got coming on. This weekend, in terms of Big Cat on Saturday, again, uh, like I mentioned, AuburnUndercover.com. We'll have all kinds of coverage there from uh, not from outside Jordan Hare Stadium. It'll be uh, it'll be in the practice facility, right? Is, is where they're going to do most everything. Yeah, it'll be mostly at the complex. Um, it's going to be mostly at the indoor, and you know, just running over Big Cat real quick before we close things out. For those that uh, aren't really familiar, it's kind of a barbecue, hangout, chill vibe thing. It's not going to be a they were focusing on football. First off, they can't. They can't really do stuff like that, um, and that's kind of not the goal of it either. They want to get, they want to get these guys comfortable with their families, and you know the coaches will be there. The coaches' families will be there, so it's an opportunity for them to all mingle, kind of have a good time, and just kind of relax. So they're kind of doing that mostly, uh, mostly at the facility there. Yeah, and so we'll be there all day long on Saturday. There'll be lots of. And the thing I like, I like a lot about Big Cat is, of course, you have the guys you're looking out for. But there are so many visitors catch somebody coming out and you maybe have some prior knowledge on them. But, you know, you get to know a player a little bit more, maybe find out certain guys are higher than on Auburn than you previously thought. Um, like you said, Big Cat has this sort of historically you look back, it's it, it's the most successful um, and they, they do it every year for a reason. Um, like you said, it, it tends to get some momentum going. If you got one guy grabbing the mic, another guy starts to feel good about it. even if you know, even if they don't commit, it really starts to get the ball rolling 
Um, so all kinds of coverage, you guys, and we'll have a podcast, of course, reviewing Big Cat, probably a couple, maybe two or three commitments um, from the weekend and, and what we learned from from what will be either way, regardless of how it turns out, a really important recruiting weekend for Auburn where we're going to definitely get a lot of information once once it's all said and done. So uh, we'll have that all for you guys, AuburnUndercover.com. So thank you guys so much for listening today. Hope everybody enjoyed it. If you guys did, please leave us a five-star review. That is the number one thing that helps us out the intro and outro music is by beats by mordecai you guys can follow him on twitter soundcloud and instagram and until the next episode we're wrapping up big cat i guess on sunday most likely we'll talk to you guys later everybody have a good start this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new santa fe is available with h-track all-wheel drive so i can hit the trail without a worry in the world Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.